Good evening, everyone. Um, you are tuning in to the Springs and Thread podcast. I wanted to actually let you guys know this platform, how it all started, where we are now. It's officially been the one year anniversary. Hey. Sorry, my headphones just fucking disconnected. Like, for no reason, by the way, for no reason. I, I thought my internet was lagging, but no, it was just my Damn. headphones decided to disconnect from my Bluetooth. So Right when we talk, right when we talk about the one-year anniversary of this podcast, yeah. it's like, cut, I, I'm, I don't want to hear this shit. I don't yeah. want to hear this shit. I'm for done. <laughs> Off that. But, yes, um, this platform started a year ago. I think Darius had probably met, like, um, uh, you know, now a year or maybe, like, 13 months ago. Pretty crazy. Um, And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcasts, um, you can visit the website. It's www.springsandthread.com. The Instagram is uh, springs.thread. And you can find us and find some more content about streetwear, watches, and just a lot of random stuff on those channels. And uh, as we begin and move towards the podcast, I also want to ask one of you, I don't know who's going to go first today, but what did you wear on the feet and what did you wear on the wrist? Mikey first. Uh, On feet, I wore my Reebok Ashtrex, actually a pretty fair amount. Yeah, Uh I uh, so I basically, um, when I originally tried on the AC pleats, my Ziggy Zaggies, um, I, I tried them on with a pair of fours and it's a cool, like, I, I do think that fours are like a cool silhouette to wear with, um, the, those pants, but I, uh, decided that I wanted to try it with something a little bit, uh, lower cut. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like I'll wear my Aztrex. And then ever since that day, I just like wore them like every day. So I can cool. see that. It's a very cool shoe. Um, what color? What colorway do you have? It's just like a very simple, like white, gray, black colorway. It's honestly the only colorway I think I like of that shoe. To be totally honest with you, yeah. I I feel like um, the next like great design uh, collab with Reebok could be on that shoe. Like if you just throw neutral tones on that shoe, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. I, I gotta ask you. Do you think Reebok is a sleeper brand or is that a brand that like true OG heads appreciate and will gravitate towards too? Um, I think, yeah, like I feel like like for older people, I don't think it's like a very like slept on brand, but I would say like anybody that's like under the age of maybe like 25 for the most part, Reebok's a huge sleeper because like... Anybody that's older that, like, kind of grew up with Reebok a little bit more and, like, was really into the brand, like, you know what I mean? They remember, like, all the Allen Iverson stuff, so, like, the questions mm-hmm. and, like, the answers and all that stuff. And um, just, like, I don't know, like, there there really has never been that athlete that was, like, the face of Reebok ever since Allen AI. Iverson. Yeah. And... Um, just because of that, like, nobody really gravitates towards the shoes. Like, I guess John Wall was supposed to be that guy, and mm-hmm. then they gave him that stupid fucking z- the Zig Tech shoe. Yeah. And then... That didn't work. And, and then he, like, 
tore his shit. Like he tore his, like his, I don't know. Like he, he got injured. I remember, I think he had like foot problems maybe in his first year. And then they just like completely shut down the Reebok basketball line. After that, they stopped making new Reebok basketball shoes. He, he transferred over to Adidas cause like same parent company or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And now he gets some Jerry designed, uh, shoes maybe. Darius, did you grow up with uh, Reebok? Did you ever rock? Yeah, Reebok? yeah. I was wearing Reebok. What What you didn't know is I used to run track and field. Oh. And I wore Reebok spikes. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. So I would have the Reebok spikes. True OG. True OG. Yeah. And, and Mikey, what'd you wear on the wrist? Did you wear the uh, Cassie Oak? Um. No, I I haven't really worn a watch this week because I feel like I was inside a lot. Okay. Um. And I just, like, I don't know. I don't really tend to throw on a watch if I'm at home. Okay. Um, but I did think, I I dreamt of a reality where I have, like, one of those A-Leaks, like, buckle bracelets. Wow. And yeah. That was your accessory of choice. Wow. Yeah, that was the one that I was pretending to wear. Yeah. Did and the then, Apple Watch come in? Uh, no, dude, fuck Costco. Okay, like, uh, like, whatever, Costco, I love your french fries and your hot dogs are good, like, probably the, probably the best deal in fast food, period. The the fries are pretty good. Is Costco, like, the Costco combo with the hot dog, the french fries. Have you had their wings? Uh, no, I've never had their wings. It's, uh, it's not bad for what you, what you pay for. Their pizza's kind of gross, though. Their pizza's yeah, fucking... Yeah, facts. Yeah, but it's also, their, like, a dollar. Their pizza's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but so is the hot dog. The hot dog's good. The hot dog's good. The hot dog and get the, the sausage. drink is, like, a dollar fifty or something. I don't get the sausage. I don't fuck with the sausage. Really? I got we, sick of this. It's It's because, like, I don't know. Like, I'm... I don't know. I guess this kind of started when I was in university. Um, but I just, like... You know, like Joey Chestnut or whatever that guy's name is, the guy that the guy that fucking eats all the hot dogs. He's like the champion <laughs> hot dog eater. All right, <laughs> I, I sure. do. I know what you're talking. About. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking Joey Chestnut. All right, I literally you you put me anywhere near hot dogs, it's a nightmare. I'm Damn. just I'm, I'm dipping that shit in water and just. <laughs> Damn. Pause. Um. But yeah, no. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't wear anything on the wrist this week, but somehow okay. it got into Kirkland. <laughs> got into Kirkland brand. Kirk boy, Kirk boy. How about you, Darius? Um, today, nothing. I wore nothing on the wrist. Okay. And I was wearing those sweet <laughs> limited edition Adidas Addy Light slides Woo. all day. Nice. Heat. That is heat. Fire. That is heat. I love those slides. They're so oh, practical. They're so practical. So practical. Do you do you like I the got... ones with the uh, with the spikes? You know, no, no, channel, no, I don't have the spike channel one. Channel your inner Chinese ones. and like you know. No, 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 no. I don't have the spiky ones. I have the um, I have the regular ones that don't have the spikes because they were like literally five dollars when I picked them up. So nice. Pick those up, and yeah, that those are the shoes of choice. Okay. How do you feel about those uh, human race uh, Adelaide slides? Or, like, the human race slides. Have you seen those? I have. But I think it's, like, we're going to get into slides later on. Okay. But I think it's sort of dumb. Okay. All, all I know is that stupid Adidas fucking thumbtack, the thumbtack. Oh. Uh, 
the spikes and the sandals. That shit, that shit is so stupid, man. Like, anybody that tells me those are comfortable is like, I don't know, man, you're a psychopath. You're actually a fucking psychopath. If, <laughs> if, I were, if I were rich, you know, you know how Chinese people love, you know, wearing slippers inside? It'd be Eddie Light Slides for, like, any guest that you come in. If I was rich, yeah, just, just choose from these. Open a fresh yeah, full, pack. Full-size run. Yeah. Choose whatever you want in there. And Ed, what'd you wear? Wrist? Uh, wrist was the Rolex Explorer. I uh, just kept it on. Just didn't find a need to take it off. It's been getting me through the, these weeks. The, the weeks felt pretty long, I'm not going to lie. And today we're, we're recording it on a Wednesday. It's yeah. been it's feeling pretty weird and, and pretty long. So the Rolex Explorer, everyday kind of kind of watch. On the feet, uh, Bluntstones. Blunnies. Non-stop blunnies all, all day. Even though in Toronto we got like one heavy snowfall and then today yeah. it felt like spring. Like I didn't have to wear a jacket um, in the afternoon. Um, so, yeah. That's... Actually, actually, I've been trying to buy new shoes. Okay. Um, not the Yeezys for once. Um, I've been trying to buy Rick Owens Ramones. I used to have a pair and they would be like amazing winter shoes because they're so high and like chunky and thick. Yeah. Nobody in Canada has these shoes. <laughs> I saw. So the, mad. Don't don't order them off the internet, uh, Darius, because I actually saw a post the other day. I can't remember what page it was on, but it was like somebody ordered a pair of the Raymo. <laughs> and um, when it got to customs, customs literally like cut a hole in the shoe because they thought there was somebody like stuffed drugs in the sole of the shoe. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. Damn. <laughs> No, I've been lo- I've been looking local, like domestically, so yeah, we wouldn't have that problem. But like, no retailer has them, or they have them in like crazy finishes. And like, I'll- uh, what about uh, what's that place in your in Yorkville called? Uh, team? Yeah, the Serpentine. They don't have any online presence. I'm not gonna go in and. They're act. You you know what? That's the only reason I never buy anything from them because they actually have like a like. In terms of like their stock list, like the brands that they carry are actually like pretty cool, but I never shop there because they're like, "Oh, we're too good for e-commerce." It's like, it's so it's so inaccessible. It's you fucking gotta adapt. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, especially when a lot of their brands, other people carry them. Like Rick, other people carry them. Balmain, other people carry them. Mm-hmm. Faith Connection, other people carry them. Margiela, same thing. It, none of it is so exclusive that no one else carries it. Yeah. Or just yeah. only cares it as a brick and mortar and not e-com. That's exactly. a little. That's a little shitty. You know. But they have a website though. That's the most annoying part is they have a fucking website, but they don't have anything on it. Huh. They'll have like photos of things that are like five years old. So stupid. Do you, do you guys remember Jonathan and Olivia? That was on Housing Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Are they not a thing anymore? R.I.P. R.I.P. Damn. They moved to Windsor and then they closed permanently after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I remember seeing Was it Windsor or uh, Whistler? Sorry. Whistler, yeah. Whistler, yeah. Whistler. Did you guys ever shop there? I thought it I was. Shop, I, never, I never shopped there, no. It was a pretty cool boutique, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like looking at like some of their stuff, like in the, like just like looking at their Instagram and then um, they, they closed like what, maybe like a Last year and year. a half ago? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I had one encounter with one of the founders. They wanted to do like a like a Kunso T-shirt. Man, 
that's like and and literally two weeks later their store closes and that they Damn. just ghost i'm just like well we didn't do anything like we didn't move or anything but it was just like wow like shit can just change that quick that quick yeah but let's kind of roll into to some of the stuff that happened last week as you know we had Rezus that was the brand director and you know a, a very you know, upper management level at AM Notified. Do you want to let you guys know we have a contest with AM Canada, which is really amazing, where they're offering a month with their with their platform. Mike, Mikey, you, did you want to touch upon that and maybe tell User. our listeners about it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, um, all you got to do is... I, I forget the rules at this point, but, but basically... <laughs> check, check the Instagram at yeah, springs.thread. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you have to follow us, follow AM Notify uh, Canada. Uh, it's all tagged there, and then uh, tag three friends, and then uh, there's a skill testing question about yes. something I said on the pod last week, so you have to mm-hmm. make sure to listen to the pod last week. Um, and then I feel like there's one more thing. There is one more thing. You got a screenshot that you're actually subscribed ah, yes. or that you're following the podcast on your listening platform. So yes. not bad. You're, you're pretty close. But Dollars yeah, there. That's, that's 60 Canadian dollars that uh, yeah. you're saving. And, and the coolest part is you get to try out, uh, if, if you want to try your hand at, you know, maybe reselling some stuff, then uh, you can try your hand out at that for free for a month and uh, yeah. See, see where it takes you. Maybe it's uh, your new your calling. Who knows? Yeah, your, your new venture, you know, self-employed. Forget the Forex. I'm going to go with... No Forex. <laughs> no Forex. No Amway. Wow. No Cutco. None of okay, that. Okay, like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, like, Forex is, like, there aren't... Okay, what I'm saying is Forex... As like a market, I don't think is like a scam. It's just like the people that run the businesses that like have to do with Forex that are scamming people. That's like the pyramid sort of shit. The pyramid scheme? Yeah. But, oh my God, Darius, the Amway comparison. You're throwing dirt on Forex's name. (laughs) Like throwing it in. Um, You know what it is? is? It's people who go, go on Instagram and like, I'm a Forex guru, you know, and then you follow me, pay me X amount of dollars per month to join my clubhouse, and then I'll teach you all the Forex secrets yeah. that were apparently so easily Googleable that you found it. Yeah. Look, right? look, look at me with my $2 million home that I got from Forex. Link in yeah. the bio. <laughs> right. Look at me posing outside of a $2 million home that I don't yeah. know the owners of. <laughs> this Airbnb that I'm renting for a hundred dollars a night. In yeah. a in a in a more fashion uh, related example, uh, that's kind of like this person that I follow, um, and they're like, "Oh, closet sale!" Like the other day, and I was like, "I don't know." Like I, I'm assuming like there's gonna be like some cool stuff, and it was like some heat. Fashion Nova, Fashion Nova, oh, Fashion no. Nova, Fashion oh, Nova, Fashion Nova. It was literally six straight Fashion Nova. <laughs> Like full fits. That is very unfortunate. Look, yeah. you're not a you're not a style guru. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna say maybe I'll catch some heat. Fashion Nova. I don't. We've spoken about the Aritzias before, right? It doesn't make you a fashion guru. I am sorry. That's not. Yeah. Even if you do Zara hauls, H and M hauls, you are not. 
You are not. It's it's literally like, look, regardless of what I might think about the clothes personally, uh, from Zara or H and M or whatever, like mm-hmm. my opinion does not matter in this situation. But this is this is the fact of the matter, is that if you are shopping at those places, you are shopping for styles that have blown up so much that H and M and Zara started making their own versions of that style. So at at its very core, you cannot be like some trendsetter fashion icon and shop at Zara and H&M. Like it's legitimately impossible. Like it is a hundred percent impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're on the end, you're on the end of the fashion cycle. Like you are legitimately one of the people on the end of the fashion cycle. Like it's like, I'm not making this shit up. You can Google it. (laughs) No. That's just how it works. It is. We don't make the rules. We, we just enforce them. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, Darius. Uh, so let, let's kind of roll into to sneakers. I think there's one that we briefly spoke about on, on the group chat, and I do want to to bring this up for people listening, and it's the Nike Go Fly Ease. So this is a, a new shoe. Uh, is it massively re- released or, is, or has it just been seeded out right now? Basically, all you got to do, you only got to tie your shoes. You step into them and through their mechanism, the shoe will then kind of wrap around um, your foot and then boom, you're ready to go. When you got to take it off, I take off my shoes that way actually. One foot, you know, on the heel of the other one, you lift your foot up and then yep. it creates an arc and you can just slip your feet out. What, how do we think, I mean, sorry, not how do we think, what do we think about the shoe? I love it. I love, I love it. it. It's so sick. So I'm, sick. I'm in love with it. I would, like, especially like, look, I know that I, I genuinely love this shoe because like, if you were to give me this colorway in like a different Nike shoe, I'd be like, fuck this. Like, I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But I legitimately like love this shoe. It's like a, it's like a. It's like a sock dart three thousand or something. Like it's like it's so cool. Slip on Roshi. It's a slip on Roshi. Yeah, I love it. I think I think it's genius and also just the possibilities that this creates for like people with accessibility issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you know what I mean. Like there are people that legitimately have like you know I mean like as like a healthy person um, you know with no like underlying conditions at least like physically. I just like, you know what I mean? Like we take that shit for granted. Like, like being able to tie our shoes and, and like, you know what I mean? Like our motor functions are, 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 you know, like pretty much like average or better. Yeah. yeah like a hundred percent. Um, and yeah, just like there are people that like struggle to do like these small, like, you know, what we would consider to be like simple and everyday tasks, like every single day. So this is just amazing. Like, honestly, like kudos to Nike for this one. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Darius? I, I think it's like I think it's like the it's where they wanted to go with like self lacing with Earl, everything That's what I was like that. Too. Yeah. Where they want to go like completely laceless or they want to do it like you step in and you go. I think it's like a natural progression, like a simplification of Earl, which is fantastic. I believe it's not gonna be like a super mass release simply because they don't have the tooling for it for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's only gonna be a limited release. We were talking about reselling last week. If you're a reseller trying to resell these, damn. Yeah, but get your priorities straight, man. Like, yeah, to to see these jack up in price, I don't know how I feel about it. But Darius, I gotta admit, 
when I saw these, I thought exactly about the adapts, right? And I thought about the Earl project, thought about self-lacing, and I said, this is actually something I would buy into more, where the self-lacing yeah. systems are great. I mean, it's cool, but beyond that, I haven't tried it myself, so it didn't go that far. But this yeah. is so practical. Like, yeah. there's so and much thought it, in it. And, like, a function of how simple the system is, it can be low price. Like, mm. Earl cannot be low price just because there's electronics involved. Yes. But this can be low price. I want this shoe to sell out to people who actually are going to wear it and use it. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. As they kind of build more marketing, they see this more, and they can actually be more efficient and produce it at higher quantities. This can be a profitable, like, item, and it could be done fairly cheaply. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I would also love a cotton candy world where this shoe doesn't resell. But, <laughs> but it's going to. It's going to. Like, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, that's Nike's fault. Like, I, like, I'm not putting the blame on anybody but Nike. Like, if you... This shoe cannot be that fucking difficult to make. Like, it can't be that difficult to make. You're Nike. Like, I, I'm, I'm sick of, like, people quoting low stock as being, like, a production issue thing. It's like, you mm-hmm. are the biggest sportswear company on the face of the planet. Put two and two together. Like, I don't I, I don't ever want to hear that bullshit about Nike where it's like, oh, like they, oh, production issues. Like, it's got to be difficult to produce. It's like, nah. Like, I, I maybe if you're Hoka One One, you know what I mean? A shoe, a shoe is hard for you to make. You know, like, maybe, maybe if you're this fledgling Reebok or whatever remains of it, okay, a shoe might be difficult to produce. When you're on Nike's level... Come on, man. That's like that's like making an excuse for like Mike Trout make getting to the World Series and then just not <laughs> getting a hit for, Good for seven games. Yeah, like you know, it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, you're right about the supply chain stuff. They are such a yeah. large retailer, and they they wanted to, they could. Yeah. They they really could, and you've got high high margin items as well in the catalog, right? So you can all kind of balance out, but we'll see how it pans out. I, I you know, to sum it up, I'm for it. I'm for this shoe. I, I want to see this shoe in Walmart. Same. Ooh, damn. Same. I'm I'm down for me? this to be a payless shoe. It's really uh, like a democratized shoe. Nice. I didn't see it I that. Th- way. I think it's a shoe that literally everybody should have. Like. As long as this is like half of his half as comfortable as I'm thinking it's probably going to be, mm-hmm. I, why wouldn't you want a pair of these? Yeah, I agree. I, I want this to be like as accessible as Roshi's were, when Roshi's were not popular. I think that this will be like this green, pink, baby blue, will will be like that coveted colorway in this shoe forever. But like once they start releasing like the stealths and stuff like that, I feel like yeah. a lot of people are going to end up getting this shoe. Nice, nice. So if if you could get your hands on one, getting it. If I if I manage to cop my size, I'll tell them for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and another shoe. It's actually dropping. I think next week, a, a week from today. These very coveted neutral gray Air Jordan ones. The eighty five. Exactly. February the tenth. February tenth. Are no we got, foot are sites. We, are we trying? <laughs> Before we get into that, are we trying for it? Let me ask everyone here. No. I kind of just want to try. I I know 
I'll probably catch an L, but you know, I, I want to say I, I'm going to try. I mean, like, I think signing up for like two sites isn't really trying. That like two seconds every time is that really trying for it? Nah. <laughs> hey, at this rate, if logging on to to sneakers is uh, like the website, it's considered trying. Oh, I'm for me. yeah, I'm trying, and I'm not I'm not trying for a single or a double or a. Tr- I'm going for the grand fucking slam on these. I <laughs> like knock on wood. We'll see what happens, but. Uh no, I definitely I need these, man. Like I But Mikey, I, we had the conversation I think when they first came out and you you said, you know, there's a design flaw or there's like a certain, you know, it's, construction it's not, that did not did not jive with you. It's not it's not the 85 shape. The shape is wrong. But I mean like I like I like the shoe. I like the shoe, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's just not the 85 shape. If you can get over that, then it's fine. Explain to people what you mean. Um, like, honestly, like, you just gotta, like, look at, like, I don't even think this, like, looks bad, and legitimately, I can't tell you off the top of my head, like, what the differences are, it's like, until I look at the pictures side by side, I, I literally can't tell the difference. For for reference, I think Sneakers right now, or, like, the Air Jordan page, does have this archival timeline for you to click through, and you can actually see, like, the original 85s, you'll see the shape is, is actually vastly different. Than what you see on this retro. Yeah. So I, I know what you mean, Mikey. I was just trying to see if we could even tell, kind of describe. Yeah, I'll, but you might I'll just have to it. see it. Okay. I'll link it. I'll link it for sure. Because I, yeah, it's just, like, I have no problem. Like, like for, for example, like, if I get this shoe in my size, I don't know. I don't know if I'll keep it if I get it in my size, in all honesty, just because I really want Carmine's. Um, <sighs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking the Carmine's over the neutral grays for sure. Um but yeah, I really want Carmine's. So like, I don't know if I'll really keep if I get my size. It might be like a little, a little too lucrative of a shoe mm-hmm. for me to keep when I when there's <laughs> another shoe I want more this month. Yeah. Um. But like, in the event that I did want them, like uh, the difference in shape, um, especially not having been alive in 1985, like, yeah, isn't that vast for me to be like oh like i don't want this shoe at all okay yeah i i'm excited to to get this dirty like i know we talked about the beat sneakers before or like you know distress like i wouldn't distress it but i would like once everything starts to you know get a little patina right get a little dirt in there get a little wear that's where i think it will really shine when it starts to look like an 85 yes there you go or a 94 for for my part when it starts to look like yeah. a 94 <laughs> and and it's just like i feel like looking at it in these press images or these renders it's so crisp it's so clean that if it wasn't a coveted shoe and we didn't care about the air jordan ones i might actually pass on these because they're, they're just too crispy for me it's just like a normal it looks like a normal shoe yes Right, it looks like a normal shit. Yeah. In in but. this alternative universe where Jordan is not coveted, <laughs> Al- yeah. although I can't really like tell you the differences between every like Jordan one release, it, it, you know, unless I'm really unless like I'm given the years and stuff, like I can probably do that. Um, I I have noticed a trend that whenever I see a pair of the '94 release on foot. Mm-hmm. I think that's like consistently the one where I'm like, oh, that's the best shape. 
I don't know how it differs from the 85 in all honesty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the 1994 bread one shape is probably one of the best shaped sneakers I've ever seen. Yes. Was that when they were producing them in Taiwan? I, I have no idea. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, the shape is like perfect. Like it's so nice. I'll I'll link those below because people and and I'll I'll link them with the uh, with the uh, like other releases like the more recent ones so that people can take a look and I I think a lot of people are gonna concur those those ninety fours are fantastic so good yeah that that that's that's one I do hear a lot about um, and saying the ninety fours do have a great shape um, and I think a lot of people actually collect the ninety fours right they do. And they still wear They're them. Collecting the vintages, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. over over those. Uh, well, I can't say over eighty fives. There, there's a crowd for that too. Uh, next thing that I want to bring up, and maybe I'll ask this first: Is do you guys care about the Yeezy five hundreds? Not at all. Damn. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I, it's not Just that shut I shut down. I'm sorry. No, it, no, it's good. I, I love it. Yeah. It's it's not that I don't care about them. I just think it's one of those things where. I'm undecided as to whether I care about them or not until the day before the shoe drops. Okay. It's like, it'll be like the night before and I'll be like, Oh, like I want to, I want to try and get these tomorrow. Like I, it's, it's never like, Oh yeah, these 500s are coming out in two weeks. I need them. Okay. Like, uh, how about the fi- 500 highs? Even less, even less. Damn. I love I'm not, them. I'm not a fan. Really? I'm not a fan. If if we're going with the highs on on one of those shoes, I I like the um the quantum basketball sneaker more quantum than I basketball. like the more than I like the 500 highs for sure. Wow. I guess I'm I'm the uh I'm the minority here because I the, the there's a new variant of the fives dropping this Friday um and and it's in the 500 highs. I'm for it. I can't afford it though right now. I'm not to buy it. <laughs> See, D- Darius keeping me in check. Can't afford to buy it, but damn, like I'm, I'm. It's just something about the the look and the shape. I've always liked the 500s. I own the, I own a pair of 500s, so I've got to keep that same energy. I was still. I was telling uh um someone, I think uh, a few days ago. I'm gonna keep the same energy with the three two sevens in ten years. Like if I commit, like I gotta commit. I can't have We're committing that hard. Cut so. out for you too, right? Yeah, I thought for a second. Nice. For right. a second, I thought that it was Shit. my internet, and hold, I was like, up, oh guys. no, not again. The added problem. Who's whose internet? I know your internet. internet, dude. What the fuck? My internet. Okay. Sorry. Uh, don't worry. I'm, that, that. That's the world telling you that you're not buying those shoes. That is the world telling me that. Okay, I'm I'm not buying those shoes, but I'll keep the same energy. How's that? Okay. Are we okay? You with can that? put it as your phone background. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're allowed to do. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. And you're right because the, I think I I've cemented that my, the last pair of shoes that I purchased um, were those uh, Nike Overbreak Oversprays. I have a quick story about that too. Is I did go through StockX and I did order a pair, and they it was pending to be sent to the facility. Did they arrive yet? 
No, I got an email this week that says there was an issue with the original seller, and now they've linked me up with a different seller. Oh, nice. That guy decided to keep it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, there's too much of a great story behind this. So oh. I'm waiting for an update. I really want it. It kind of sucks that um, more people knew about it. Thanks, Complex and uh, Hypebeast, even though we were the first to drop the news. We're literally <laughs> the first ones. Come on, guys. Exactly. But, ones. you know, that kind of, we, there you go. We were the ones. Um, but hopefully I can get them and then kind of show you guys through this. Um, I, do, I do know someone that got the oversprays and they took photos of that like your know, orange hit under you know underneath the, the leather it looks super dope um again not sure if i'm gonna wear it but yeah i think you should wear them yeah just wear them why okay. not you should wear yeah. them yeah. speaking of those okay fine okay i will there is there's another pair of uh over breaks uh, and that's kind of like an interesting silhouette like for me uh, maybe because now there's a story behind it. I'm looking deeper into it, but there, are, eh, there's actually in uh, Nike Undercover Overbreak that's coming out in kind of like the sail colorway, a black swoosh, and then an embroidered rose by the swoosh. Is there? Yeah, I, I think I don't think it looks terrible. I think it looks pretty great. Um, and you're still not allowed to buy them, so. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I'm I'm limited to only talking about shoes moving forward. Until until the I don't know oh, when, when's the when's clean. the when's the cop freeze end? When is the cop? I, you know what? I, I I'll be honest. It should be like in like a six month freeze. That's fine. Yeah. Six months it is. Yeah, got to be responsible that way. Yeah. yeah, and then once it's six months, it would land um, probably yeah near my birthday. So so Perfect. then I get to get to treat there you myself. Go. Yeah. Okay. I'll I said it until your birthday. I said it. No cops until my birthday. So, Mikey, you saw the images. What What do you think about those uh, undercover overbreaks? Uh, I think the black pair fire. The cream pair, duty. 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 Oh, good. Duty. the the way The way a toddler would say excrement. Duty. Duty. I. I. Not for me. The the black pair is the black pair is really nice, but I I do not like the 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 cream pair at all. I would have thought opposite for you. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. No, I I could just see myself throwing black laces in there because it looks like shit with the white laces. But I I throw black laces in there immediately. Uh huh. No problems at all. Uh, dear, have you have you seen the shoe? Looking at them right now. Yeah. Eh. 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 Yeah, that's my that's my reaction. No. Just meh. I can't. I like s- the cream ones more. Yeah, same. I, I'm on, I'm on that boat too. Do, do you guys wear a lot of black shoes? I don't own a single pair of black shoes, except for Vans. Except for Vans. Okay. Well, um, well, Damn. maybe I should say like runners, right? You don't have any Trainers. black shoes, areas? Trainers. Oh, I don't. I um. Well, I mean those. Air Max 95s, man. I wear them all the fucking time. Damn. Uh, well, I'm kind of on the same boat as Darius. Um, no, that's a lie. I, my speeds are black. Only black shoe I have. Well, I only have one as well, and those are the uh, Vapor Max Utilities. Yeah, but Mikey, so you're, you're a fan of uh, that security guard look? For sure. <laughs> the waiter look. Well, I mean, just black <laughs> shoes go, go with everything. You know, like, it doesn't really matter what color you're wearing, you can probably wear a black shoe with it. 
You know, I've actually thought different. Like, all black shoes, I feel like, too visually heavy. Hmm. I think it depends on the silhouette more than it does it being all black. Because I envision, like, just, like, an outfit, like, a generic outfit, and then all black forces, and, like, those forces are way too heavy. Yeah, but that's also that that's also because it's gotten, like, the demon time <laughs> shit behind it now. It's like you're literally, <laughs> like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna beat somebody up if you're wearing black or whatever. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's the perception of the, of the demon time sort of thing. But okay. <laughs> is that your, is that your beat up people shoe? Dude, I literally, like, when I'm really angry, sometimes I'll just, like, I'll just, uh, you know what, no, nah, I'll, 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 I'll keep that joke for myself. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yikes. If, but you okay. ever, if, you're, if you're ever going up to a meetup with Mikey, and he's, and he's, wearing, he's wearing black forces, just go home. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, man, here's, here's my money, just keep the shoe. No, I, I was, don't need it. It, it wasn't. Don't, don't it, even just just don't even get out of your car. Just it go was. Home. It wasn't about me harming anybody. It was a politically motivated joke, and oh, I didn't okay. want to. You know, we gotta we gotta keep smart. that off this spot. Smart, smart, smart. smart. Uh, but no, going back to Darius's point, I think like okay, let's say like white T-shirt and and track pants. I mean sweatpants, right? And let's say they're they're gray gray sweatpants. I'd still opt for a white pair of shoes. I yep. don't think I'd opt for a black pair of shoes. It looked like a gradient, black to white on the back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, I, I don't know. I've never been, like, a huge black guy. No, I've never. Never. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm like a really big fan of, like, you know, like, an Air Force One, but, like, like all white. But then the swoosh is, like, a Louis Vuitton monogram. Or like a or or Dior monogram, fake fabric, fake fabric. Fake. Oh, (laughs) how how do you feel about my favorites? Those are my favorites. (laughs) Those are the the best. The the fact that people are asking customizers to do that, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, I I'm fully behind customizers. I love them. Me too. Like, do your thing, but just not that thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. That is the... Oh, Ed, you look very tropical over there, man. Was that a refreshing sip of water? Coconut water by the beach. For those oh, listening, man. I mean, as, as Mikey is, is at home, safe and sound, Darius and I are virtually on a vacation. And, and I'm, I'm by the beach. You know, thank you. Shout out to Google for this background. I'm on the beach. And, and Darius, where, where are you? I'm in a, I'm in a flower field. <laughs> <laughs> there Almost you go. Almost springtime. Oh, the flower field. Speaking of a uh, of spring, uh, something that um, we just saw very recently were these new wallabies that are dropping. Beautiful, right? Right, Mikey. What are they? Mwah. Chef's kiss. It's a Mikey shoe. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, Why don't you tell the, everyone about them? The Clark's cup. Uh, the Clark's original cup. It it is like a. It's a millennial take on the wallaby, in my opinion. <laughs> millennial take. It's, it's like a wallaby it's, creeper. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a wallaby creeper. That's that's a good way to put it. It's like, it's a wallaby for short attention spans. Short. Attention spans. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn, we're getting social commentary here. <laughs> no, oh, not damn. even social commentary. Like I just it's it's literally a wallaby for the Instagram era. Like I feel like this I feel like this shoe is gonna do so well and people are not prepared for how much they're gonna see people wearing this shit. Oh yeah. Like anybody who was like a little bit reluctant to take the plunge on on like a classic wallaby, this is the it's shoe gonna that, buy this one. that they're gonna buy. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'm it, probably gonna buy a pair of these. It, it comes in that you know OG wheat pair, and it also comes in a blue. And the blue one for me, the blue one is, slaps. Is pretty damn nice. That's the um, blue. I like that one. I don't know if I'll buy it. Probably not. But you know, as Darius said, I I can't buy it until my birthday. Yeah, you're not allowed to buy it. Fuck. So so Mikey's gonna be able to be you know one of the first and and have that you know rite of passage to say that he was one of the OGs. So hats you're, off you're to you. Know it. You're you get know. to do that. I I don't. I gotta wait till June. <laughs> what a what a shitty situation. I'm sure I'm sure you'll you'll make it through. I believe in you. We'll make it through. Oh, man. But yeah, these, Birkenstocks, don't worry. Yeah, I got my Arizonas and I got a ton of other ones that I should probably wear more as well. Very guilty of that. Uh, um, so Mikey, do you own a pair of the original Wallabies? I don't. I okay. um. So why haven't you pulled the trigger on those and why do you feel like you Because I don't like, like the price couple? point. I don't like the price point. Okay. That's literally why. It's like every single time that I want to get a pair... Um, I'll wait for a sale, and the sale will come on, and then the markdown is never enough. Hmm. It's just not a shoe that I want to spend, like, $200-plus on. I have no interest in spending $200 on it. Damn. So yeah. what would you pay for it? 165 tax in. Wow. Damn. So buying 50 The The cup one, I believe is more pricey but this one i would pay like an infinite amount of money for okay so heard that clark's clark's hit us up that's I, how you get short sold yeah. <laughs> i you know i would i would sprinkle in some vibes cartel or something right now but i'll i'll save you guys that i'll, <laughs> I'll save our listeners that secondhand embarrassment <laughs> So it's a cop for you, Darius. It's a cop for you, but would you actually cop it? Maybe not. I would not actually cop it, no. Yeah. And I'll cop it after my birthday. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it's just gonna be like a pile of th- like a list of things after the birthday. Just gonna check off. Yeah. Now, now I'm just getting sad thinking about not being no. able to, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, speaking of on that day, Ed's gonna reach for his wallet and his credit card. Just gonna be like, no, no. don't. It's gonna Maybe split in half. <laughs> at that at that part, I'm gonna be like so so removed and just like I don't need these shoes. I, I, my life is so simple. It's gonna go reduce everything. But uh, let's talk about spark joy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Marie Kanto. I'll 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 be looking at Mikey's. I'm gonna be like, does this spark joy? <laughs> I think I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about also Air Forces that are dropping. Because, uh, I mean... Oh, what? What Air Force is dropping? Exactly. What Air Force is, Mikey? We are, you know, the second month into 2021, and you did say that this is the silhouette that might just take the crown. Or, you, know, you know, it's not, it's not going too poorly. It's going, it's going all right, I'd say. Mm-hmm. You know? This, uh, this beach vacation pair 
as uh, Hype Beast was calling it. I'm I'm a fan. Does it They're, have hairy leather? Well, it, hairy it, it, it definitely has some hairy leather. <laughs> Does it spark joy? It 100% sparks joy. <laughs> I then feel it like is right. I feel like it's like a it's like linens for dummies or something. <laughs> <laughs> linens for dummies? Yeah, the linen Air Force One for dummies. <laughs> Why it's do you say the, that? I don't, think, the, I don't think this will do well, actually. You don't think these will do well? I don't think so. I don't think they'll do very well either, but I, it's like the closest I'm probably ever going to get to linens in my life. It's like that, that color is like the closest I'm ever going to get. Um, I, w- I wish they would just like release those every year. That's what they should do. That's what Nike should do every year from now on. Release the linens? They should just release like a thousand pairs of the linens every year. I'm down for that. It's not like I could buy them now, but I'm down for that. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I should not. I should not even be on this podcast anymore at this point until like I'll see, let buy stuff. <laughs> see you in June, right? And I'll just let you, you guys take over. Um, I mean, if I could, I'll be honest. I, I I would actually cop this pair. I think it's it's pretty nice. I think it's a pair that you would actually buy. Yeah, and and wear the shit out of too. I do. I do have to replace my uh, cooked forces. Because <laughs> they are there, but you know, you gotta gotta get through. In, in June is is when I can replace those guys. I I had a pair of um, I don't know how bad those Air Forces are, but um, I had a pair of Vans, um, old schools, an all white pair, um, and for the first like, well, I guess like in my second and third year. There's essentially this bar in Waterloo called Phil's, and it's a Phil's. Gig- it's a gigantic. I, I've been it's there. Gigantic shithole. Huge shithole. Like the the. <laughs> Is it like the only hip hop club in uh, in the Waterloo area? No, 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 no. Okay, look, Phil's. They had, um, I believe it was hip hop Wednesdays okay. or something like that. But Becky's apartment was the best hip hop bar when Becky's we were there. apartment, huh? Yeah, Becky's apartment. It's like, it was like a little house party, bro. It's like this really, really small bar um, next to, like, Pub on King. I, I I can't wait to see what you're going to link the listeners <laughs> when you timestamp yeah. this. <laughs> for, for Becky's apartment, I don't know. I got to have, like, some videos that I can, like, pull up or something because... That yo, that place is a movie, bro. Like I like I'm not even kidding. Like I I don't I don't think back on like those places very fondly. Like I'm like, oh those places suck. But that place, man, that shit's like <laughs> it's like King of Diamonds for a university town. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. In in Guelph it was all about the ranch. Or trappers, trappers, trappers. trappers, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we're not going down that lane. I'm sorry. We're moving on. We are moving on. Reminiscing. No more reminiscing. No more, please. I don't need that. You know, you want to know something you're never going to want to reminisce on ever. What's up? The Adidas original Stan Smith slip on. No. Mm, Hard no. Hard. Who told? Like, 
I want to know how many people had to had to give this a green light before it happened. You know what happened? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Adidas saw Gucci make the ace into a mule, and it did really well. And they're like, you know what? We could do that. Yeah, I, the, I'm not working I'm gonna very say well. This. I'm gonna say this. I would still prefer these, and I don't want to catch any flack for this. I'd still prefer these over the people that step over their heels and treat them like slippers. No, 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 no. no. I would rather you get a pair of Stan Smiths, regular Stan Smiths, to step on the heel Damn. and then make your own mule. No, really, hundred percent. Oh, these what? these are so stupid, man. Okay, I I do agree the level of stupidity in this. Shoot. Like you, no, you know what the you know what the dumbest part of these is for me? What is they have laces, they have laces bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, why, why do they have laces? Why do they have laces? Like, okay, functionally, yes, yes, you're, you're right. There's no <laughs> functional use for the laces. Like, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. I agree. I, I, can't, I can't argue that <laughs> like, point. I cannot argue that point. Darius knew what I was going to say before I even said it. I know. <laughs> At least, like, if you put down the heel of your, your regular Stan Smiths, you're making a choice to do it. Okay. Right? Like, maybe you had your, your Stan Smiths for a really long time and they're a bust. Mm-hmm. You, you just need slippers. Okay, fine. You know? Here you're buying a new product that's useless. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I'm not about it. I, Look, I, maybe maybe we can mark this as like the pre um Jerry Lorenzo era and then we'll see what kind of mules he comes up with. Oh my god. It, he it, did. He came out with Fear of God mules. Oh, I did see those too. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is clearly Jerry Lorenzo era. Ooh. This is Jerry's like, guys, look. I, Damn, we got caught. When when I was when I was twelve, I was really into mules, you know. <laughs> and now <laughs> I really stepped into those slippers. The thing is, like, if I see someone with like the step down heel and like whatever shoe, and they're like beat up, whatever, they just don't care about the shoe. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna see someone with a brand new pair of shoes like that. You know what? I just like I just, like minty, like super uh, mint. No, none. None of them. I feel like I would, and I feel like I'd find them at Pacific Mall working like a telephone, you know, like a cell phone case store. I'm not going to lie. For some reason, I'm, I, I know this is very targeted to where we live, but <laughs> I feel like I would find it there at those cell phone case stores. And then one of those workers are just wearing these mules. <laughs> I'll throw them at Adelite Sandal. Wear this. Just wear these. Just wear these. Yeah. But I, I'm not here for it either. Yeah. It's, it's not great joke you know what um yeah. never did i ever think that i would like miss going to pacific mall to get my phone fixed like those really? are the, those are the things that the pandemic does to you is you're literally like oh man like i can't wait to like haggle with like six different people until somebody gives me the price i want like, <laughs> like for like for like two dollars off yeah, yeah it's like, or like, like the, I, the free screen protector with the case yeah they, they always get you with that one they're like no, no no don't worry i'll give you the screen protector it's like dude you paid 31 cents for that <laughs> shit like <laughs> for like 20 copies of them too yeah <laughs> oh man pacific mall for those listening uh pacific mall is a um can you even really icon? Call, can you really call it a mall? Nah, man. No, 
people. It, it's a bazaar. It's a bazaar. Yeah, an indoor bazaar full of <laughs> a, a lot bizarre. of <laughs> full of a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, pre Alibaba era. <laughs> it's where this is where Alibaba gets their customers, bro. Yes, they buy from Alibaba. Yeah, they're, and, they're uh, the ones keeping them in business. It's yeah. also helped a lot of people, you know, get piercings and get tattoos in the past. And DVDs. And DVDs. If y'all remember that. A lot that. of fucking DVDs, man. You know, some some bootleg PS2 games, you know. I'd, I'll never... Eh, you know what? I'm not going to clip myself. But, <laughs> but let's, just, let's just say... I know a guy that's, that saw Ong Bak for the first time on a Pacific Mall bootleg <laughs> DVD. Shout, shout out, shout out, Tony Jaa. <laughs> you believe, yo, you know what? Fuck the fashion aspect of this podcast. Yeah. This dude, if you, I'm gonna link Tony Jaa. This guy wanted to like be an actor, and he didn't know that there was like movie magic with like cables and like all that shit. This guy went into the mountains and like learned how to jump like fifteen feet in the air. <laughs> like that, it's insane. It's insane. Like he can jump higher than any human being on the face of the planet, probably. Tom Cruise, move <laughs> over. This is the real shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. We need to. Uh, you know what, man? I'm I'm gonna lobby for Tony Jaa to be in the next Mission Impossible movie. Hell yeah! No, because no, because then it would just be called Mission Possible, like Mission Done. <laughs> Mission Done. Mission. <laughs> Mission Completed. <laughs> Mission complete. You know what I miss about... Um, it's going to be called Warm Up. Warm Up, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I miss about those pirated um, movies is seeing the people like walk through the screen of like the recording. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part. Let's be honest. Right? Hilarious. Yeah. People- you, go to, you go to like whatever stall and you're like, nod. that stall down, down the hall is giving me a better price than the person just like picks up. On your lines, like not nah, like we also own that stall. They're not giving you a better price. <laughs> I know you're like, hey, no, that that one gave it to me like one for five dollars. Like, no, I own that one too. Never, never. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Any other uh, any other un like releases that you're not a big fan of, Mikey? That I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Uh... I don't think I don't think there's like that much that's like. Well, we have this on the on the list of stuff. The Dior Atlas sandal. Oh, those are nuts. No, nah, those are whack, bro. What? So whack. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Darius, why do you feel like they're whack? There. They're like two years late. Two years late. Described to them what it looks. Yeah. Like. Okay, okay, but like Dior's also like fucking 15 years late to streetwear so like let's see let's give them you know what i mean if we're gonna give them a break on that shit we gotta give them a break on this nah you know what okay the atlas sandal they had they had an oblique sandal already like a slip-in already that's fine like but now you're just extending and extending the product line and trying to get more sandals out here like remember when alix did the um or is it MM, whatever, like MMW Nike overshoe thingy that you can strap over your shoe? Yeah. yeah. This is what I think that, that this Atlas sandal looks like and feels like to me. A little bit, yeah. Huh. Like, they should have kept it with the uh, the slide. 
Because mm-hmm. that's just like a flex. This doesn't. This, uh, this is not enough of. There's not enough Dior in here. I think these look really stupid with the monogram socks, though. I just think these look stupid. These look like a pair of Geoxes to me. Yeah. <laughs> Minus it's the. It's not. The it's pattern. not outrageous enough. Man. Yeah. Yo, fuck you, Geox. Okay. All Damn. right, Geox. I no, own no, Geox no, 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 sandals, no. bro. I don't give a. F- from the last <laughs> hunt. No, no, no. Let me tell you something about Geox, okay? All right. When I was a kid, their marketing was so goddamn deceptive to children. Only children were wearing Geox shoes. They were like, oh, like the, like the fucking air comes out of the soul or whatever and you can fly like that was those were the children's commercials really it was like you can fucking fly in this shoe <laughs> you know how disappointed i was when my parents got me a <laughs> pair of geox shoes and i couldn't fly <laughs> fuck geox fuck geox i say it with my chest i don't give a fuck literally like i'm no like legitimately like i i could graduate they could offer me like Five hundred thousand dollars to work there, and I would, I would fucking reject the job. I would reject the job <laughs> simply because they they lied to me as a child. That's that's like saying, "Hey, L'Oreal, you lied to me about no more tears." That I like. That's like the equivalent. <laughs> it's like fuck no, L'Oreal no. now. No, no, I I was never crying when I got that shampoo <laughs> in my eyes. It it felt good. No, it felt good. That shit burned. No, when I was when I was a child and I was getting L'Oreal shampoo and conditioner in my eyes, I would actually believe it or not, I would ask my mother by choice to squirt it in my face. I'd be, she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, this doesn't hurt, and I'd be like, no, 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 I know, just like put it directly in my iris. Oh my god! Wow. So. Uh, so you hate why do you, why do you think why do you think I'm such a tough guy nowadays? <laughs> why do you think he's got the black air forces? Yeah, he's got that L'Oreal shit in, in his eyes <laughs> since day one. Oh jeez! Yeah. Someone's gonna try to mug Mikey. He's like pull out a pistol and he's gonna pull uh-uh. out a L'Oreal shampoo. And be like what you got now? What run, you got now? Run no, that. Not, not even. They're literally like they're gonna they're gonna pull out the gun, right? I turn around. They're like, freeze. I put my hands up. They shoot me. I laugh. And then you put Oreo in your I, I laugh. And then I, and then I look them in the eyes and I squirt the L'Oreal in my eyes while making eye contact. And if, if they're not, if they're not halfway to Mississippi by, by the way, by the time I'm done the bottle, then, then I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I guess I'm dead at that point. And it's, it's 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 never failed me. <laughs> Damn. That's how he's gonna get those eighty fives. That's how he's gonna get the neutral grades. Yeah. Ooh. I do. I, how do we I recover from that one. I walk up to Foot Locker managers, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh. Who are you? And I'm like, the guy you're gonna backdoor the sneakers to? And they're like, they're like, oh, give me a thousand dollars. And I'm like, fuck that. And I just squirt L'Oreal shampoo in my eyes. And they and they respect they respect it so much they give me their entire stock. Damn. 
Yeah, and it's it's not even it's not even store managers anymore. Corporates just Dis- sending me seven hundred yeah. pairs of shoes. For real. For for all for all intensive purposes, everybody, I am joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding about the L'Oreal thing. I'm kidding about the <laughs> Oh jeez, I I didn't know that Geox like did that to to market it to I kids. Know. It was it's it's disgusting, disgusting, <laughs> deceptive marketing. Like it's terrible. Damn. All right. Yeah. They always they always had like this nondescript uh, superhero character. It's like, what's his name? Mr. Geox. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Mr. Geox. I don't know. It's just like this this silver fox with like this white hair, just like telling kids they can fly, they can dunk the basketball because they got yeah. they got Geox shoes. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. Whew. Anyhow, yeah, yeah like, I really like those Dior Atlas sandals. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah pass for me. I'll I'll, I'll cop those Geoxes for like. Thirty dollars, and become Mr. Geox. Man, uh, I wonder does Geox still have a store in the Eaton Center? Probably. I know they have it at um at a uh, Markville, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I still exist. Man, sometimes I miss the old Eaton Center. You know. Oh yeah. Remember I know what you're when? About. When the Geox was right beside the 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 BB or the Bebe, I don't even know how to pronounce the brand name, but it's like that women's like activewear. Oh brand. yeah, I remember. That remember? BB. Yeah, BB. Yeah. And then um, and like oh fuck the McDonald's, the McDonald's that was McDonald's. like that took up like two two floors in the middle of the yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. That was... Oh man. Yeah, I remember I was like six or seven years old and I met Glenn Lewis. I don't know if you remember Glenn Lewis. Do you remember Glenn Lewis? That, I have no idea what that is. That he like he was so he was like funny. popping off on much music back in the day. Oh Glenn my Lewis. Gosh. I met Glenn Lewis on, on the se- at the se- the second floor of that McDonald's. It was Caravana <laughs> Weekend. And my mom ran my mom ran to the uh to the Co- to the uh, blacks or whatever it was that photo store yeah, bought, a disposable, yeah. bought a disposable camera went came back and took a picture of me iconic <laughs> iconic yeah. photo iconic. that's the only photo on that reel yeah probably Oof. it was Oof. something Man. I don't even know how to recover after that uh, oh. uh that little L'Oreal bit I know I'm still I'm still coming down for that one <laughs> that was really good that's really good. Yeah, you can tell I drank prior to this one. <laughs> I, I, Are we going to see Mikey as a as a stand up comedian for just for laughs? You know what? The funny part is, um, just before uh, lockdown started in the fall again, I was literally supposed to do stand up like the week prior, and then everything just kind of went to hell. Yeah. All right. Oh. There yeah. we go. Diversity. Pretty rough. Yeah, man. You know, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Which clubs were you looking at? The the yak yak. The yuck 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 yuck. yuck. <laughs> I actually, I think that yuck yuck Toronto is like closing down, or it's closed now. Damn. Uh, yeah. No, a comedy bar. Is comedy where, bar. 
is where I was supposed to perform a set, yeah. And cool. uh, never happened. No. Didn't happen. You should move to Austin, Texas, and uh, become a comedian. Become a comedian there. That's where Why everyone's that? going. Everyone's going there. Apparently, Everyone. everyone's going to Austin, Texas. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. Are, are we moving the pod down there? Hey, I'm down. All right, I'm get. I'm a, like throw another thirty pounds. Just eating that <laughs> Franklin's barbecue. Man, I honestly like. I'm scared of living in a place with like good barbecue. And open carry, yeah. As a Canadian, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that too. That barbecue too. and open carry. You know what though? In a in a way that actually like, oddly, Comforts although you? yeah, oddly, like it. Don't get me wrong. I feel less safe, but at the same time, I just like. I feel less safe if something pops off because everybody everybody thinks that they're like dirty hairy or something and they're just going to like they're like some fucking navy seal <laughs> like when something pops off but like I feel like people are less likely to do like some crazy shit because of the fact that there's like probably somebody that's going to stop somebody else huh from doing said crazy shit I think I just have to be normalized to it and be Yeah me you too know. I think that's that's my little like hump right now is I just need to be normalized to to those firearms. Yeah, and I don't I, I don't hunt right, so like I, I don't have like a firearms license. I know friends that do. And when they show me their collection, I'm just like, holy jeez, like, like they go duck hunting, right? They go rabbit hunting. I like and, shooting for sport. Like that's it's actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I'm definitely not like a open carry <laughs> yeah. advocate or anything like that, but normalized. Yeah. Just gotta get normalized to it. Okay, well, well, I guess Austin, Texas. Alright, we're we're going. That's See you where next week's there. That's <laughs> where the pod's going. I wonder if real estate is cheaper there. Definitely. Uh, it cheaper. is. Oh my god. I I swear like every like eleventh six buzz post is <laughs> is a yeah, every eleventh six buzz post is. Would you buy this house for five hundred fifty thousand dollars? And it's like the biggest house you've ever seen in like Austin. Texas. In Austin, yeah. yeah. Damn. Wow. Yep. Okay. There's the future. Yeah, we're going to Austin. Okay, let's. Okay, all that's, right. That's all basically right. all that matters. Um, the Alele, May, Jordan One. Oh yeah. That is coming out. How do you guys feel? Darius is excited. He he reacted pretty quick. I mean, it's a nice shoe. I think the first one was better. This is. I think this is the third sh- shoe she's doing because is I it? know that. Yeah, because I know that. Um, I remember she did like those Raiders, like the Oakland Raider, the Ra- colored ones. I don't know if it was just like a, a pair of like sequined shadows but i remember like yeah it was like definitely like a black and gray colorway i don't know if it was like a shadow but i, th- I thought it was like yeah. more of like an oakland raider it was uh, a shadow it was a shadow it was a shadow okay it was a shadow um yeah with the sequence so i think that that the last collab was like her second i guess but i actually love i love that that second one like the, the shadow looking one with the chenille uh swoosh is it, isn't it, I thought it was like sequins, wasn't it? Was it? 
Is it, that is, is it, how is it iconic the Lele Mae collaborations are. The the first one I don't really remember, but the last one was really nice because it's like I'm referring to the the shadow one. Yeah, that one I literally don't recall. Like I like I know like I obviously like knew it was a shadow or whatever, but I just like. I didn't even know that it was a chenille swoosh. I thought it was just like sequins throughout the upper. I remember it being, yeah, something like that. Let's. It was like very like glittery looking. Um, Let's check the in. Oh, it's a satin shadow. But the the last one, with like the, like the blue and like that like kind of like mauve, and like you know what I'm talking about. It was like the multicolored one. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, a biohack. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like that is what the biohacks tried to do, yeah, but ultimately failed doing. Yeah, what happened to those, and what happened to the resale? Oh my god, those are bricks, Yikes. brick a palooza, on those. Yeah, a no. lot of people, a lot of people lost money on those, man. Damn, a lot of people. Yeah, I couldn't see those doing well, but I mean, I going back to to those shadows that that um, she dropped. I mean, that swoosh looks like those ones are good. They're chenille patch. They're sh- chenille for sure. Yeah, and then we got some corduroy on there. Yeah, yeah. but w- in terms of this new one, uh, it's not for me. I respect it. I respect the artistry. I respect the background, right? But if you and I respect the details as well. Like look at look at that tongue. Look at the lace tips, right? You have another chenille hit. Um, you know where that where that logo is, um, but the color just not for me. Yeah, that's not it. It is not it. No. Mr. Yeah. Mikey? I'm- I'm not really crazy about these ones either. I think that uh, that like extended, like sock liner, is just it kind of throws me off. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would really love to see like a a female superhero wear these. Hmm. I feel like in the next time they cast like a new female superhero, they should give her these shoes because I feel like it's like a, such a superhero esque. Yeah. Could you say Kamala Harris wearing it in one of her public, you know, public appearances? I'm so down for political candidates and people holding office. Uh, wearing Jordans. To wearing wear Jordans. Jordans, man. You're for, for it. Real. I'm for it, too. Unless it's, unless it's like a pair of, like, flights or something. In which case, like, impeachment immediately. <laughs> immediate impeachment. Yikes. Put them in Yikes. a peach. Yikes. I promise this is not a political pod. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> it has nothing to do with any policy. No, literally, no. just I did. just the flights. Yeah, just fl- yeah. yeah we, we just talked about L'Oreal kids and 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 uh, shampoo in the eyes. We're not that kind of people. Yeah, it's not that serious. I still don't understand why that's so funny because it's actually true, but it's fine. It's just so funny. It, it <laughs> no, stung it, my eyes. So I mean, no, it's just a it, mental it, image. No, no. I mean, like. It's I my can literally truth. see the see the commercial in my head of the kid wiping his <laughs> his shampoo off. You know, um, I remember being a kid and like using that. And remember how there was like the one eye on it? Yeah, yeah. I was always like, "Where's the other one?" How still? Like, wow, bozo, bozo hours. 
What a, it's what a, old bulls it, Isn't it like a fish or something? It, it was like a fish. a fish, yeah. There you go. But I didn't understand that. I was like, where's the other eye? I don't know. Bozo. See, that's what happens. Bozo. You put that shit in your eyes, you, you lose an eye. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that's what happens, Mikey. The the only reason the bottle wasn't crying is because there was less there, there was less shampoo there. One, one there less down. shampoo for or yeah less less eyes for the shampoo to penetrate. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm still dying for this. Ed's done. Ed's done with the L'Oreal. Oh my god. Okay. Is is there anything watch related that that we could start to? Kind of There's a lot. The Hublot. Hublot has had a great two weeks. Okay, so what has dropped in Hublot land and territory? And Mikey, have you seen anything that, that jumps out to you? The uh, Orlinsky collection, the blue ceramic one. Man, crazy. Darius? Crazy, 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 crazy. I think it looks good. I think... It could have done more with the concept, but it's simple. It's simple. It's simple, and I think it's I think it's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Like, but I wish it did more. Like Big Bang, kind of more or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the Big Bangs, like the rose gold yeah. one. Um, it's it's nice. It is nice. I think if they made the dial more complex, I think that's when Hublot does really well when the dial becomes like crazy art piece that you can barely read. Yeah, I agree. Um, this that's how you start. This is like al- almost the people that like want an intro to the brand, but yes. like don't understand what you know a chronograph is or any of the complications, yes. and they're just like, "Hey, Hublot, people have rapped about it. This looks cool." What's the what's what's the best watch related? <clears throat> rap line ever. Mueller got the Mueller. Mueller. Yeah, that's say. the one. Yeah, that's but I the got one. the Mueller because I'm richer. Yeah. Or uh, Kanye West matching rose gold Daytonas with um, Pusha T. Oh, okay. That's, um, a, that's a lyric. I'm trying to think. Oh, you. Know. <laughs> Richard Milley Casa Lambo. Oof. You know, you know what the best one is? Uh, is Drake. Um, probably some of the worst product placement I've ever seen in my life. Um, Shouts to Nike. Yeah, I got checks all over me. I need a fuel band just to see how long the run has been. Uh, <laughs> not really watch related, but holy oh shit! Oh my god, that was bad. Yeah. Oh, Rick Ross. We can meet up out in Vegas, and we'll pull out the Vacheron. Ooh, I remember that one. Oh, jeez, you guys have good ass memory. Yeah, there's some. There's some good. good ones. I'm trying to think. There's some good ones out there. Shout out fuel bands. JC is who I always think of. Oh, Jay Z is like that was on crazy. That, was, that was from Watch the Throne, right? Got to got got to have it. Was that the track? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. And then everyone got into melees. Yeah. Everyone. But back to Hublot coming out with cool stuff. 
and we talked about this before on the pod, on pod pad on pod Mirakami woo official sanctioned woo real collaboration yes yes if with we, the Hublot is it a big bang we spoke about that last week didn't we no we were going oh, to we, we, we had a resist on to. the pod yeah 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 we spoke we Sick. we all spoke about it we did but yeah. I want to cover it again. Yeah, yeah no, so sure, sick. for sure, for sure. I was oh, just man. saying, like, am I, like, I, th- I felt like I was being gaslighted for a second. I was like, what the? No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. We, we spoke about it before, but very, very shortly. <laughs> okay, we did. Right. I think Shit. what's really cool about the watch is that the pedals and the fate in the, on the dial side, next to that smiling face, those actually rotate, which is really cool because they have the rotating weight in the backside of the watch so that's not powering the mm. pedals the pedals are completely independent and i think that's so cool wow i didn't even know that is yeah, that the, is, is that just based on motion or is that like based on yeah the time? so it's, it's based on motion yeah. from what i've seen really really cool that is uh, i i will probably see that on drake's wrist maybe yeah so limited 200 pieces yeah i wish they made um, like a smiling face, maybe like sunken into the dial, but I don't think they could have done it without making the the case huge. Huge, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for those that haven't seen it, it is like it's actually so cool. It's so nice. Yeah, and it's a piece this, that I'll this never is how have. You do it. That that is how you do it for a collaboration like this, and actually do something that that respects the artistry. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And it's got a, it's got a legitimate cosine. Yeah. Yeah. So it is in is it in ceramic? I have no idea if it's in ceramic. But it does have 563 brilliant cut black diamonds dial base. I think it's so cool. I want one. Oof. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I also want one. <laughs> I, I, 27,300 US is the price on that one. Sorry, 27,000? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not actually terrible. But it's going to be impossible piece. to get. Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine if watch brands take a more B2C approach? In the future, they start like you know selling directly on their sites, and you just have people at Risa's cooking up on these watches. Well, nuts. they have. There's a few brands that do it. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, like all the LVMH brands do it. Okay. So you can you could go on like say Mr. Porter and then buy a Vacheron if you wanted to. But imagine that you. I'm just trying to see like what we're gonna get to, and then people are just like cooking up. And for those that are not in those groups, and you have no knowledge of like bots in the resale game imagine just thinking okay we're gonna do a b2c thing blah blah blah, and then they're like how did this sell out in one second i think they're good they would do their they due would. diligence I, I so much would. more i know they would like, I'm, I'm just thinking hey, about man. Some, like, old people you know no offense if, they, if they're running that shit on shopify they're gonna find a way <laughs> someone will find a way with shopify somebody will find um you blow striking again okay Spirit of Big Bang, Herbion, five-day power reserve in carbon. Yep. 
I, great looking watch. I am really cool. Yeah, yeah. like we said, I'm for these sort of. I mean, aside from the Mirakami one, but when you when Hero Blow does this, that's where it really shines for me. Really, really cool. Five you know day what, power um, reserve. Yeah, you know what we've never spoken about on the pod. Um, and I think that it would actually be useful for people that aren't really in the watch game that listen to us is, yeah. can you explain power reserve? All right. Hand it to you. So power reserve is essentially, is exactly what it sounds like. It's the reserve of power in your watch. So if you're winding your watch, whether manually or automatically, automatically meeting with a rotor. So as you move your wrist, it winds up the watch. It's just a maximum power that is held within the watch for it to keep running. So if you have 48 hours of power reserve, then you have you could wind the watch maximally to like 48 hours and it will continue running 48 hours before stopping. Plus minus a little bit depending on, you know, variables like temperature or just inconsistencies. Or if you're running, say if you have a chronograph and you're running a chronograph, that so this turbion that we're just talking about the um here to big bang five day power reserve which is really really impressive considering that at the end of the day it's just a spring with five days of power reserve running this thing cool really really cool engineering behind it the the, the geekiness yeah yeah that you could charge up, what was it? Uh, they're charging up the mainspring. I don't know. Yes, I don't know it's the mainspring. Yes, mainspring. So it's the mainspring. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's incredible. And if you've ever, ever, ever tried to like put together a movement and you've seen a mainspring, mainspring is so long and like coiled up. It's incredible. Yeah. I love watching those watch repair videos where like they're replacing it and they'll literally like take out, Pull the, out the main thing. string and it's like the length of the table. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. And then Hublot again. Another Hublot. Bangers. Bangers. Big bangers. This one's the Big Bang Turbion in <laughs> orange sapphire. God damn. God damn. Hublot heavy hitters. Be... Yeah. Only heavy hitters from Hublot. Do you feel like um, similar to to sometimes the Richard Mills, the the Richard Mueller, uh, and and the Mueller's Frank Mueller, sorry, um, that not a lot of people know about the history of it, and they they, they just think it's a flashy watch with nothing yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like a lot of people who are somewhat into watches like just slag off of Hublot, like oh, you know, like diminishing value, not good watch. Poorly made, blah, 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 blah. Whether or not it's true, a lot of these people have not handled the Hublot watches in, like, ever. You know, a lot of people who make these comments on a lot of these watches have never handled a lot of the watches, so they're just going by what they hear online. Hublot watches are made well. Um, pricing aside and value retention aside, they're good-looking watches. Maybe not restrained watches, they're... They've never attempted to make a restraint. Watch, that's not their thing. Mm-hmm. So they succeed really, really well. And a lot of people who make these comments are like North American based, Europe based. Mm. People forget that Hublot has a huge 
huge, huge presence in South America where you watch a football match, a player Sponsored. comes in for, for, um, for um, to change, like change players, they put up the sign and it's Hublot, right? Huge sponsor. People grow up watching it. People grow up respecting it. Wow. That's a, that's a fact I didn't really know about either. Yeah. So if you watch like um, football and they do a player swap, mm-hmm. they just pulled up the sign that says Hublot on it. It's a pretty iconic thing. That's, I. It's very interesting how we don't care about that sort of stuff in North America because for the NBA, it's Omega. Right? Like, well, people don't really care. Nobody even knows that. I thought it was well, just, in, just so. So in other in other oh, sports, is it? it's a huge I thought, thing. I thought, it, I thought it was Omega. Yeah. Omega is for Olympics. Oh, okay. All right. Never yeah. mind. So Omega does the Olympics. Omega's the uh, the brand that made those touch pads for swimmers when they're doing the timing. Omega did that. And the tennis is uh, Rolex. Um, yeah. Rolex Tag Core, yeah, depending and on and the and depending on, on the open. tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, depending on open. Yeah, it's it's Rolex. So, it's Rolex for golf a lot of the time too. Rolex golf is very much very strong. It's also AP golf. There's also Rolex racing. Do a few the Rolex Daytona twenty four hours. So huge, huge uh, efforts by these brands to put in brands where people are. And for Hublot's case, soccer, football. We grow up worshipping football. And if every time someone comes on the pitch, you see the Hublot name, get attached to it. Mm-hmm. But going back to this Big Bang Orange Sapphire, any Sapphire watch is cool. Like full Sapphire cave. I agree. You can't go wrong. This is just where, where, where this shit just looks cool, and that's okay. It doesn't have to go that much deeper than that. Looks cool. People don't understand how hard it is to make colored sapphire or just sapphire cases. Sapphire, like yeah. Sapphire cases like that. Because I, I think we talked about it before that um, it's not the easiest material to work with, especially to cut. Hardest material to work right? with, yeah. Especially to cut and, and to shape like that or mill. Yeah. And then we never got into, well, actually, this is something new that I've learned. Why it's so difficult to make colored sapphires because when you're growing the sapphire to introduce color you have to introduce essentially impurities into crystal right but when you're growing the sapphire you're introducing impurities it might not stay consistent throughout the crystal okay the color is inconsistent in which case that crystal is now useless to you yeah so it makes it so much more difficult to make these colored sapphires and Bravo to Hublot for doing it. Mm-hmm. Orange. I don't think anyone else has done orange yet. That's, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Then that means like your your failure rate. Like, not maybe not failure it's, rate, but it's, it's so much your, higher. Your seconds rate is very right? high. Yeah. Right. Because to make a, a clear sapphire, a lot more simple. You don't just have no impurities, right? Yeah. Make it in a vacuum. But to get blue, green, red, purple, orange. Yeah. There's actually a little little known fact. You know how the Rolex Mule Gauss has a green, green tint? Yeah. Right? It took them so long to get that, to produce that green in that quantity for Rolex production colonies. The patent's open. If you wanted to do it, you could just do it. Wow. It's like, essentially, it's like an open challenge. Like, go for it. Good luck. <laughs> 
That's a fun fact. Took them 10 years to do it. Damn. Wow. Speaking you know of what, milk, uh, yeah, what's up? You know what uh, watch I'm dying to talk about right now? Which one? The H. Moser <laughs> fake Apple Watch. I was just going to say, for those listening, it's a non-Apple Apple Watch. So sick. It's, um, it's the sickest watch I've ever seen. It's it's so great and and that little can you, can I say it's a subdial or what, or what can what can I call I that I icon? I think it's a subdial. Yeah, that subdial the the way it it's designed, it, dude. It's just fun. How do, yeah, how do you how can you complain? I mean, some people were complaining about the price. It's like, oh, this is not worth that price. You know, it looks like a three hundred dollar watch, but damn, it's fun. It is so fun to have that on your wrist. They actually, yeah. they use Vanta Black on the face as well. On the dial, right? It's very, very yeah. cool. Yeah. It's like that. that's how they're able to get that effect where it actually looks like a real Apple Watch. Yeah. And this is actually not the first time that they've done this case shape. Yeah. They've done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it's, the f- it's dope as hell. I love it. The first like, time I'm, I saw I'm it, love it on Instagram, I did think it was an Apple Watch. I literally thought it was an Apple Watch, and then I I clicked into it. I was like, "Wait, this is this is something crazier." And maybe it was like on on Hodinky or something like that. Yeah. And then seeing it, and then looking at the case. I'm not looking. Sorry, looking at the movement. I was like, "Wow, this is something." How much is it? It is thirty thousand and eight hundred US. I mean, it's an alligator. It's an alligator strap, though. Yes. So That's I mean, where all the money is going into. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a huge part of it. Um, getting technical with it, it's a 100-hour power reserve, manual wind, H Moser. H Moser is really really well done. Like they make proper movement, proper decorations. It's not like some cheapo put in whatever. Like an ETA. They, yeah. They, yeah, they develop these movements to fit into these watches, and this. Um, this case shape they call it the Swiss Alp. Watch, I've done it before with Turbion. They've done it before with yeah, the Turbion ones were crazy. Yeah, oh so they they've done like they know what they're doing. H Moser, it doesn't mess around with their watchmaking. So, like, what can you say? Yeah, they make it look like an Apple Watch because it's like a tongue-in-cheek joke. Yes, but at the end of the day, it's still a really, really good watch. Hell yeah. Mikey, have, have you seen this before? What are your thoughts? I've never seen this before up until today, but I like, I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those people that like really enjoys like a good jab at, at something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth $30,000. Like I, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, like you know, if I had $30,000 to blow on a watch, like I, I wouldn't write this one off by any means. Yeah. I wanted something that's different. Why not? Yeah, like I don't know if I would do it just because, you know, thirty thousand dollars is a lot of money on a watch, and if I'm gonna spend thirty thousand dollars, I could probably allocate it a little bit better than this. But uh, there's no way that I would just write this off off principle or anything like that. Yeah, I had just sent over um, the previous edition of the Swiss Alp, where it's a Turbion minute repeater with no hands, got no hands. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what I saw in Hodinky. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, God. Good job, Moser. 
Good job to get that tourbillon in there. At, at first, I, I thought it was like one of those um, wallpapers that people have on their Apple Watch. I was like, oh, like, you know, you put a tourbillon. That's that's interesting. And then you look closer. You're like, wait, wait, something's, something's different here. Something's, something's off. Yeah. And again, if you ever get like the opportunity to handle an H. Moser and G, the finishing is so good. Up there with... Like the Holy Trinity, it's very, it's so so fine. Wow, like a like a Zeratsu as well, like in there or even yeah, even crazier. Wow, yeah, it's really really really. It's, and, and it's a small company, right? It's not yeah. a huge company, but it's a bajillion dollars to finance everything. So they're making these concepts, developing these movements for like thirty watches. Yeah. So, oh, Ozer doesn't get enough credit. What is this? What is Octofinissimo S? Oh, Octofinissimo. That's that's your watch, man. That's, that's my your watch. watch. That's my watch. For sure. I'd take an Octofinissimo over a lot, a lot of watches. Yeah. So Bulgari is extending the Finissimo line. Um, they're doing more and more things with it, Octofinissimo. And now they're increasing the water resistance. It's becoming more and more of a... Sport. A true sport model. Yeah. Um, are they maintaining? I haven't read into it yet. Are they maintaining that the the thinness, or have they? They do. Had to so they have like it. octo and the octo finissimo, and octo finissimo is where it's the super thin stuff. Mm-hmm. So they introduced this octo finissimo S with the um, silver dial, brushed, very bracelet looking. Mm-hmm. So it's silver. Um, case, silver bracelet, silver dial, silver hand, silver markers. So it looks very unified. And they came out with a GMT chronograph. Cool. Damn. What yeah, a, they're doing a lot. What a pilot's a watch over this. there. They're doing so much with this case, and I'm so happy that Bulgari and LVMH are putting in so much effort to make this a thing. Because any other company could have just been like, you know what? Why are we making this whole new line for them? Yeah. If, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but Bulgari's always been, like, out of all of, like, the designer uh, brands, like, they've always been, like, pretty well-respected in terms of, like, like timepieces and stuff like that, right? Not really. I mean, really? Bulgari's been always respected for jewelry, definitely. Okay. So they were most well known for stuff like Bulgari Bulgari that we lagged on with the fragment stuff. Um, <laughs> and they were also really well known for their jewelry watches. So stuff like Serpenti, where they had like a serpent wrapped around the wrist mm-hmm. and a little watch in the in the head. They're really well known for that stuff, but they were never really super strong in watchmaking. So when did they like level up to this point where people actually want to like... Because cause I, f- I find it really interesting how... You know, like, this is a designer watch, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, like, I like this as much as I would like, you know, something that is comparatively priced. Um, But meanwhile, it's like, you know, you look at that, that's like a huge failure for, like, a lot of of, uh, luxury brands is, like, nobody wants a Gucci watch. Like, nobody wants a Versace watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to go out and buy these when they can buy a better watch for the same price point. But meanwhile, yeah. it feels like 
you know, especially with the Octo Finissimo, because, you know, it's such an interesting watch, um, it can really, like, go pound for pound with, like, a lot of these, like, you know, brands that completely stick to making watches and nothing else. Yeah. I think I want to be a fly on the wall in that corporate decision when they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make Balgri a watchmaking company in LVMH and make it be taken seriously mm-hmm. and then dump like billions of dollars into it. Yeah. Because that's essentially what they did. They never had this watchmaking arm in LVMH besides, I believe, Hublot. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, I believe Hublot is in there. But besides them, they didn't have a huge watchmaking brand. Mm-hmm. So. And, even, and to invest in something like this, so thin, and the, the micro-rotor, I think like that's how it's powered, right? Um, yeah. Can you refer, before I go on, um, is the Piaget one also a micro-rotor? The Piaget ultimate concept yeah. is hand-wound. It's hand-wound. Okay, okay. Never mind. So, but that's also like entirely a different story. Yes. <laughs> but to have that little micro-rotor in, that, in this Octofinissimo is crazy. Right. And yeah. I think when it first came out, there were so many articles and I think there was even like a shot of the movement. And to see that yeah. was actually like, holy shit, like you were able to achieve this. Yeah. Right. So to like put in perspective to our listeners and people who just don't know, when Balgri came out with the Octo Finissimo initially back a few years ago, um, they came out with a tourbillon. They came out with a time only. And then what they did was like, you know what, we're going to be taken seriously. And this is a company that hasn't made series watch in very very long time and they did it so well that they broke the record for having the thinnest automatic watch yes the thinnest automatic tourbillon the thinnest tourbillon ever in the world and this is a brand that had not had any pedigree prior to this they just came out and smashed these records like yeah mind-boggling it is to have that be your debut into the watch world yeah People, Very it it, t- it took it took the work like the watch industry by storm, like and have all that in a properly designed case and bracelet where it looks really good. Yeah, that's all a plus. Yeah, the thought behind yeah. the design and people even like when they when they saw it at the case, I think it was I don't know if they launched it at Basel World or not, but even like the reviews, right? You see it on like the, the case, and once you put it on, everyone's like, "Wow, like this is something that you need to experience." The, yeah. the integration of that bracelet, the thinness, how, you know, how when you, when you just look at it from, like, your eye level, it's like, how am I able to wear a watch this thin? Yeah, I remember the first time I tried it. Um, I was wearing my sub at the time, and I tried on the Octo Finissimo, um, time only. It felt like a toy. Like, it, it didn't feel real. Um, at the time, I hadn't later on with Richard Mills before, so I never really experienced a really light watch like that. And it really felt like a toy. Like, I didn't think this was a real thing. And it was super comfortable, super light, super low profile. Not really for me, because I like a little bit more heft in the watch or a little bit more, like, visual impact. Mm -hmm. But I was impressed. I was super impressed with it. Yeah. And Mikey's going to cop. Mikey's going to cop. Oh, yeah, I'm copping. Don't worry. Very soon, very soon. Let, uh, let, yes. No, go ahead, Ed. I was just going to say, um, let's also kind of think about some more economical solutions uh, for some of the listeners. 
Uh, Mikey, I know you 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 did cop the uh, GA twenty one hundred. Yep. Uh, there's also another watch I just want to quickly talk about, which is the Casio Edifice ECB-10 or 10. Um, you could say that's like a it's like a Cassie Oak again. Um, it kind of has that metal you know case, and it also comes on a rubber bracelet. Not too sure of the MSRP, and not sure if you guys can chime in, but it's it's something towards a step in the right direction. If the Octo Octofinissimo or any of the APs are out of reach currently, and you're going to be cooking in the next 10 years, and you want something, you know, as a start, beyond that Cassioc that uh, that Mikey has, this is also a great option. I hate it. Great looking watch. Oh! Ooh. I hate Divergent. it. Divergent. Alright, Mikey, I, go. I hate the face on it so much. You hate it, the it, it, it looks like a It looks like a Burger King watch. <laughs> It sucks. It sucks. There's uh, too much going on. There's way too much going on with the dial. There's there's way too much going on. Like, I don't know. It it looks like a billboard. Looks like a billboard. Damn. Okay. It, like I don't know. Like it doesn't. It does. Like there's nothing. Like the shape of the watch is nice, but then you see the dial, and it's like all of the good work that they did in constructing. You know the like the case of the watch, they fucked up with what they put inside of it. Okay, I mean like the the price point and having it look almost like a roll uh, like roll not roll an AP offshore. Um, it's it's not bad in my opinion. Would I buy it? I'll be honest, no. But if I you want to just... if you want to step towards that direction. This is better than for me. It's better than having number one a fake or number two having an homage. I I, I can't say homage watch actually because it's kind of like an homage to that. But you know, having a fake watch or something that's like really like a blatant ripoff, I would rather someone go with this. See, I just I feel like it's it's better for you to just get the GA twenty one hundred and do the metal conversion hmm. because cause the because the face is much nicer in my opinion. Okay. Uh, a watch brand that I don't think we've ever covered on the pod, um, and I don't know how you guys even feel about it, but uh, the this one uh, model uh, kind of reminded me of like a Seiko that you guys uh, sent me like maybe like a month and a half ago. Uh, it's the Baltic Aqua Aquascape. Aquascape. Baltic. Baltic. Oh boy. <laughs> That's an Edward. That's an Edward thing. Um, just some background. I mean, there there was like some controversy around that brand, around around the naming as well. Some some people did did not really enjoy it. I I, I forgot what it was about. Go ahead and and go on Reddit and read about it. Uh, but there's some controversy there. Baltic, from what I know, really has this design cue that is inspired by the past, but wants to bring that and give it a little modern twist. Uh, Baltic is also what we call a micro brand, so they could be. I'm not sure what they what they're powered right now, and I'm not sure what they did in the in the past. But these could be off the shelf movements, whether it's from Seiko, Miyota, or it could be like a Salida movement or or like a ETA. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Micro brands is is a tough one for me. 
Yeah, I, it just reminded me of that Seiko. I can't remember which one it is. The uh, but the bezel on this Aquascape or Aqua? I, is it Aquascape? I don't even know. Aquascaf. Aquascaf. Um, kind of reminded me of this one Seiko. I can't remember which one it is though. It's like a. I think it looks really stupid with the um, with the orange and blue bezel. But like the the solid color, or even the one that's like the the navy and the green is really nice. Their bezels are cool. I think. I think that's what kind of draws me to this watch. The bezels. Yeah. These are the what we call the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The beads of rice bracelets, right? Yeah, beads of rice bracelets. <laughs> or the rubber. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I like the um, the design of it. It's clearly not trying to riff off of too many GMT watches in the world. Yeah. And they are making their own design language. Yeah. And having the time displayed like that and having the date at 6 o'clock, I like it's balanced. The date balances off the numeric 12 o'clock. I like that. Oh, see, I didn't even notice that, but that's very cool that you bring that up. I like that. Because it, like when you look at it, right, if you just had the 12 o'clock, it would look unbalanced. But yeah. since you have the date... It balances it out. Oh, that's very cool. I like that. The design language of Baltic, I, I will admit, it, is really great. That's actually what attracted me to the brand first. Um, I have a question for you guys, though. There's also another micro... I, I actually don't know if they're micro. Uh, but called Yema. So Y-E-M-A. Have you, have you heard about them? I've heard of them. Maybe. I have yeah. not. You can look at like the GMT. But Darius, you were saying how they've established their own kind of design language without ripping off too many other brands. Yeah. Um, and I thought about like Yema, for example. They have a GMT that looks oddly similar to a very notable brand. <laughs> All right. And I think in this in this case, I would actually look at a Baltic more. They they look like uh, the Omega, right? It looks say, like it looks oh, like the Omega Speedmaster kind of. Say the 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 Rolex sub like a sub GMG Master, and then the bracelet. I can see that um, too. Is then trying to do a bunch of other things. Yeah, and it looks a little. But I think weird. that the, what it is here, it's like they. Oh, they look like a sub. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're trying like a vintage inspired, I believe is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Some of their advertising materials like grainy, so vintage. So it's like these quote unquote homages that we've talked about before. Not really a big fan. Are you, wh- which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the Superman or the Pearl Diver? The Superman. The Superman. Yeah. Interesting. Try- See, the, the, the Pearl Diver. Is I don't know if that's the one that reminds me of the Omega. I'll find out right now. Huh. I'm looking at the Baltic right now. Um and the GMT's powered by a Swiss movement. Yeah, but you could say Ed is Swiss movement. Yeah. Uh, uh, um was it so pro what's, what the heck is this movement? No, it's not this one. Fuck. Which which one is it? Because there was actually like a model that kind of reminded me of it. Is that like a Salida based movement? Is it the speed graph? 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's this one. Yes, the bezel kind of reminds me of the the Speedmaster. On a Yamaha? Yeah, on the Yamaha. The bezel reminds me of it. It's not like a super similar watch or anything. You know, you, you bring up Omega. When I was deciding whether I should get the Explorer or not, I was actually considering a Railmaster. Oh, were you? Yeah. But part of like the trilogy. The Railmaster, that was part of the trilogy. But it, the, the faux Tina just didn't work out for me. It was not good for you. Yeah. I just did not opt for that. Or it was like the Seamaster 300 in that trilogy. Oh, I don't like the Helium Escape. There you go. And do, so I'm do like, you guys, like, what's up? Do you guys like this, uh, like the Yema, like I'm looking at their website right now, but the DigiDisc? I don't know if like, like what the term for these type of watches are and how you guys feel about them. But when it's like, when there is no, like, oh, set, oh, these no, ones. Like, you, oh, you know what I'm talking, talking about? about? They remind me yeah. of the pulsars, those gold pulsars. I think these watches. are. I think these are cool, but there is like the ultimate version of this that already exists. And I was about to say, them. what is it? It's the uh, Urworks. Oh, Urwerk like, Genev, right? Yeah, so crazy. Funnily enough, I've followed them on Instagram for so long. Crazy. The ultimate, like, non-classic time. They make insane display. watches. Yeah they, yeah, they make unbelievable watches. What's really cool is that they're actually worn by, um, by a lot of the superheroes in Avengers. Oh, shit. Robert Downey Jr. wears it as Iron Man. Makes constantly. sense. Constantly. Yeah, no, they're like, very, constantly very throughout cool the, the series. I remember I was watching Endgame, and I saw him wearing. I was like, "Oh, he's wearing an Urwerk." And people where I was watching it with, like, "Why are you so weird?" Oh yes, okay, I know they're awesome. How how much do those go for? Like thirty plus. Not crazy. I thought it was. I thought it was much worse than that. I thought it was like hundreds of thousands. They can be, um, especially limited editions, but they don't need to be. Not crazy. Okay. It's a function of how small they are. They can't afford to really charge insane prices, alienating all their uh, customers. Yeah. It's also very niche. Super niche. It is. Very cool, though. I agree. I don't know if I would wear it. Yeah. If you go hands-on, their finishing is okay. Okay. Actually, tactically, like, handling the watch is a bit weird because the crown's at... Six? Like, nine. Nine? No, no, no. No, it's at, uh, no, it's at nine o'clock. So you have to take off the thing yeah. and push the the dials down, push the straps down, and it's complicated. But it's cool. I feel like you need like one of those like tactical looking Kevlar. Oh, a hundred percent straps with this. Like I like uh, looking looking at it with uh, like the alligator or the crocodile strap. It just looks like shit. Sort of odd. What's yeah. really cool with Urwerk, I believe this is them. I hope I'm not lying here. Urwerk. They did an atomic clock. Really? Yeah, so they 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 were challenging the um the 
difficulty of having a mechanical clock stay accurate and they're like, you know what? What if we attached an atomic clock to this watch that you could sync it up to? And the atomic clock thing, the case, it's like a suitcase, will attach to the crown and synchronize your watch, the Erwerk watch that you wear on your wrist to atomic time. And you take it out. That's how you store it. That is crazy. Just, I'm looking at the case cool, right now. Right? That is wow. It looks like James Bond stuff. Yeah, Jeez. I need me one of these too. Imagine you just wake up in the morning and you just got put on your watch and you have like double thumbprint authentication. Beeps and it opens up like crazy. They they do uh, direct to consumer. They do. Yeah, but it seems like it's either auctions or pre-owned. So are you yeah. are you copping? Copping? Yeah, I'm gonna me? get I'm gonna get the uh, UREMC Black Edition, one hundred and three thousand Canadian dollars. Easy, worth it. You're cooking, Money right? Morning. So easy. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. I'll just I'll check it out with the bot. Okay, no, not not to like talk about the most hype thing in the world right now. But the fact that I read it and I saw the Erwerk AMC, I literally started thinking about the whole whole street bets stuff. (laughs) Anyways, my mind. Your mind. My mind, yeah. Ed, you wanted to talk about a new chronograph that came out. Ah, okay. I think this is a good way to, to end it off, too. So, uh, for those listening, there's a very coveted watch that people like. And that is the Rolex Daytona. Well, that Daytona in one point in time, and sorry, I'm not good with dates or anything like that or reference numbers, but it was actually powered by the Zenith movement. How do we know that? It's because the subdial at the nine o'clock were the running seconds. And nowadays, if you look at a Daytona, the running seconds is actually at the six o'clock. So how to tell like a Zenith movement Daytona from a Rolex movement Daytona that's how you do it. So most recently, Zenith came out with their own um, ceramic bezel chronograph. And that, uh, if I can jock my memory, because it's so terrible, is the uh, Zenith Chronomaster Sport. Right. And there's been some discussion in, in the watch world. And I want to throw it out to you guys afterwards to get your opinion. But some people looked at this and they're like, hey, this is a very blatant uh, Rolex Daytona knockoff or homage. Why would you ever pay, you know, for this rather than a Daytona? And so some of the discussions that I've seen online are saying, hey, I can actually walk, walk into a boutique. Like, let's say in Toronto, European jewelers or, you know, some other, you know, jewelers out there and just purchase this. Whereas Rolex, how everything's kind of structured is I can't even walk in to, to purchase this. I've got to go through some lengths. My personal opinion, um, I love the watch. I don't think it's really, I mean, if you look at the story of the Daytona and borrow from, borrowing from a Zenith movement, I can't say it's an homage watch. I can say that, wow, there are design cues that remind me of the Daytona. But I think it, for me, it, it's still a chronograph in a modern chronograph at, at a good price that sets it apart from it not being a Rolex Daytona. Yeah. And I'm, I'm for it. If I had the cash, I think I, I would buy it and add it to my collection. After your birthday, Ed. After your birthday. <laughs> after your birthday. Can I save up that much after my birthday? Maybe. Hey, you can. Maybe, maybe. 
Darius, uh, when this launched, uh, what did you think? Did you see those like parallels, and do you believe in that? I don't really see. Like, I can understand like ceramic bezel, steel case, white dial, yeah. white dial. You know, the Daytona is the most iconic, and it's like it's so iconic that anything that has that comp, those three combinations, not even white dial, just like ceramic bezel case chronograph in a round form factor yeah people are gonna say it looks like it just because that's just what it is the zenith here if you look at the bezel it doesn't measure speed oh no, unlike the daytona it measures it... units per hour yeah zenith does not the zenith here has a time indicator at four and a half indicator mm-hmm. that's different the sub dials are different sizes they're overlapping yes and the reason why zen came out with this is to introduce their new movement anyways mm-hmm. they want to put their movement out there and measure one tenth of a second which is really impressive so is it a ripoff no it's not a ripoff it's not a it's a different watch entirely mm-hmm. it just happens to look like a chronograph yeah it just happens to look like it's it's like you can't look at a modern diver and not think, oh, Submariner. Yeah. Or like to someone who's not super educated, any two-door red car that's low, that's a Ferrari. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's sort of the same thing. That's a good parallel to actually draw for people. Yeah. Mikey? I'm all for it. Honestly, like, I'm all for people having alternatives when there's some super expensive shit like this. Like give, give the people what they want, you know, like, yeah. and it's going to be a good movement. Zenith makes fantastic. Movement. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I can't complain about this at all. I remember when, when the El Primero and Land Rover collab dropped, I really liked that watch. I think it was a, a skeleton. Um, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, I think it was skeletonized or maybe I'm wrong. Um, but that was a great watch, and I, I thought, hey, if, if I had the money too and I had the Land Rover, I'd totally buy it. Zenith? I think what, yes. what Zenith could have done better here is instead of doing a three-piece link bracelet with polished center links, oh. in essence, an oyster Yes, an oyster. Bracelet, yeah. They should have done something different with it. They should have introduced this on, like, a racing strap. That would have been really ah. cool. And then, and then if they wanted to, they, well... Yeah, I, I think then the, the, the parallels of, hey, a Daytona homage would be less. But I I'll, but I also feel like, what would you do with, with like a bracelet? Because I think there is a crowd out there that like really wants this on a bracelet. So how would you tackle that? Don't polish the center links. Just have them brushed? Yeah, just have them brushed. Okay. And then that way you would actually have more focus on the, uh, the ceramic bezel. Mm-hmm. Because that would be the reflective part of the watch. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. My... And then you're no longer competing with the bracelet. No. Yeah, that was one thing I saw too. People were just like, this clearly looks like an oyster-style bracelet. Which I get. I mean, that oyster bracelet is really great. <laughs> and even on the, the G- GMT Master 2s, they, they sport that, right? With the center polish link. Like, it looks amazing. Looks great. Amazing. Love it. I love it. 
Uh, yeah, I think if they introduce it on leather, it would be much more like race or pilot than it. Yeah. Well, when they, I think of yes. No, 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 no. Never mind. It, it wasn't important. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say when I do think of pilot watches, Zenith is a brand that comes in because they have those. I think it's twenties or thirties inspired uh, pilot watches with a big onion crown, short lugs, yeah. pretty big, you know, dial and everything. Yeah. It's that's their Zenith DNA. Is really good on this, and I was reading up on the technicalities of this and like why it's so impressive. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people understand that. Measuring time to one-tenth of a second mechanically, that's not easy. That's so not easy. Because of all the variables involved and how yeah. it can shift. Yeah, and typically when you measure time, if you look at a watch, right, and you look at it and you count how many times like the second hand jumps per second, mm-hmm. watch just like how the movement works, that's the... Um, that's the measurement of time, the smallest measure of time you could possibly take with that watch. And typically it's six. One sixth of a second. Yeah. So increasing that to ten consistently in chronograph. Difficult. It's difficult, yeah. And makes it and by doing that you take more power up the power reserve, then you have to increase that and make that more more Yeah. Make sure you're not wearing out components more. Yep. Just a huge engineering problem that they go out just to solve because they can. Yeah. And and just to kind of close this off is if you're listening to this and, and you want to and you're curious of what it looks like, number one, yeah, I should look at photos. But number two, actually look at that chronograph engaged. Right? And it's it's really Crazy. something a, a marvel to see. A really great thing. Yeah. I also really last like thing I want to cover. The jump was it? Sorry, just to finish off. Yes. What is it? Is it called jump seconds? The one that just kind of goes... I forgot which watch has it. Fuck. No, not jump seconds. Never mind. I'm going to scratch that idea. Darius, close <laughs> off. Close Closing off. off. Yeah. We talked about it briefly last pod, but we never got around to it. Attack Philippe oh. has discontinued the 5711. I'm only Nautilus. Not like we were going to get one anyway. No. <laughs> Damn. That's some negativity, Darius. R.I.P. No, there's a there's a there's a pretty legendary story about this um, published out there. So this guy wants Tech Philippe Nautilus in New York, and the known fact you can buy Patek at Tiffany. It will say Tiffany on it. Guy goes up there, asks if he can get Philippe fifty seven eleven time only Nautilus Tiffany with a Tiffany stamp. Person at the counter says to him, um, unfortunately not. You'd have to put on wait list, blah, blah, blah. They say it will be approximately 10-year wait. The guy and his wife with him, he looks at his wife and he's like, hey, you think in 10 years time, like, I'd still like this watch? He's like, yeah. So he put his name down. He's like, you know what? I'm going to wait the 10 years. The person came down to him and said, we have people spending millions of dollars a year, they're unable to get this piece. You're not getting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the fifty-seven eleven is so was so difficult to purchase. Simply just because it wasn't produced, like not many of them produced. Um, but definitely produced something like 
in the neighborhood of 20,000 watches a year. 30% of those watches are in steel. Some percent of that 30% are Nautilus. And then some percent of that Nautilus is 5711 yeah. for the world, right? And then added that Tiffany stamp as well. I'm pretty sure that they don't. Exactly. Yeah. They don't just stamp willy-nilly put those out. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why it was so hard for him. But it's the one of the most popular sports watches in the world. Yes. And now they discontinued it. Amongst other references, some of them which are sort of questionable, <laughs> they, they discontinued 6002, which is um, the Sky Moon Turbion. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. You're making five of those anyway. But yeah, they discontinued the 5711. Um, imagine if Jordan just said, you know what? We're not making the one. That's it. Thank, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's essentially what they did right and it's like yeah, you know what the most popular thing we have and the most coveted nah i'm making it anymore is let it being the, let, let the tiktok kids go fuck up the jordan 15 or something like just like just tell them to stay away from the classics like just... obsidians it, it is being replaced okay it is okay but what's your thoughts on their move um, it's a ballsy move. Um, I don't think <laughs> I would personally do it. Um, but you know, I'm sure they're going to have their motives because what I haven't read into the upgrade, but what is the upgrade? Is it, is it a total overhaul on the, on the design? Is it like going to be a movement change? Is like, what is that? Because when I think of that watch, um, it's too iconic to ever phase out or replace or discontinue or stop making because of that dial, because of that texture. Like, I love that for the reason, right? Same with the Aquanaut. That dial, the texture, amazing. Travel time, mm, love it, right? So it was a ballsy move, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my trust in Patek and say there's going to be something better coming down the line and i just can't wait till you show me what else i can afford in this world what else we're not gonna be able to purchase um so they're replacing this 5711 mm. with so creatively named 5712 wow oh no, 5712 is a real model oh, actually not bad not bad um no 6711 which is very surprisingly going to be introduced in there's our rumors but these rumors have proven to be true multiple times over again. Um, 6711 in P, which is platinum. Okay. But also 6711 in E. Titanium. titanium. Wow, so it's going to be light. Yeah, so this would be, the, I believe, the first foray of Patek Philippe into titanium. Ooh. I think, my theory is, they want to make this into a real sports watch. Okay. Shout out Gerald Very Genta. Dope. Shout out, Jero Tenta. All right, Terry Stern, now that I'm hyping up your watch, give me one. Ha! <laughs> My gosh. Um, Mikey, do you like the, the Patek 5711s? I do. Uh, I, I'm never going to get one, but I do. Um, have, have you ever handled titanium? Uh, and, like it, like on a watch. 
No, just in general. Well, I, I'm gonna say I've, in general. I've, he, I've, he's pretty... I've handled I've handled titanium. Could you never... imagine that on your wrist, and then like how that would play into the weight and like your... it'd be very odd, in my opinion. Like Got it would it. feel it would like you know I can't imagine what it would feel like. Is, mm-hmm. is essentially the point. I feel like it'd be, it'd be very weird for somebody that's not used to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm for it. Hey, titanium, do it. Platinum, oof. Same, same. Oof. Jesus, can't wait. Yes, that is the story of Tech Fleet for now. Again, I don't I don't understand why this continued like stuff like Diamond Turbion and like, annual calendars. I don't get it. I I'll be honest. I don't either. Other than like my my go to and not like I'm gonna get it is an Aquanaut. Yeah, just that's, that's all I want. If I could live with one watch, I'd just get an Aquanaut. Really? Yeah, words. that would be my the legit. If it was only one, down to one, Aquanaut. One watch collection, Aquanaut. Aquanaut, Aquanaut, all day. Pick. <laughs> I love the watch, not my pick though. Okay, what what would be your pick? Only one watch. Yes. It would be a Royal Oak open worked oh. black ceramic perpetual calendar. Wow. Okay. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. Mine is. Said only watch. Mine is like if you didn't know anything about watches, you would just think that's just like anything else. Off the street. Man, you think mine a G-Shock. A really shiny one, but it's still a G-Shock. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap up this pod. Um this has officially been pod number are we on twenty? Nineteen. 19. Dude, I keep fucking up the numbers. Okay. It's in the video call name. I know. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I, I wanted set it up. I know. I, I wanted you name it. I wanted twenty for our one year mark so bad, but you know, it's all good. I know I'm I just it was, see it right now. It's 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 my it's my fault for that one week with the <laughs> fucked up internet. Oh good. No worries. All right. Uh we're wrapping up pod nineteen. Thanks so much for listening. As always, again, please comment. Please leave us a five star review. Please subscribe. Please follow the podcast and follow this um, platform on IG Springs.thread and visit our website to see the links that Mikey works so hard every week on to give you guys, you know, an image as to what we're looking at. I'm very curious again to see what he's what he's going to put for the L'Oreal kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and the bars, <laughs> yeah, and that too. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> You'll figure it out. So, yeah. So, um, let me just kind of pass it off. Mikey, where can they find you aside from the website? H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y on Instagram. Hey, I'm Mikey. Uh, never changing the tag, so. Keep it. This, this should hold up. And we'll shoot over to Darius. Also never changing it. D-A-R dot I-G. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Later. Peace.